Well, welcome back. And uh, here in Southern Ohio this week, speaking uh, at a smaller church. It's kind of a, a really neat area and just love the pastor and what he's doing here. And um, getting ready to uh, go walk with you through Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, the second part. And uh, just really hope that this is uh, something that's going to be beneficial for you as you're you are studying the word and and um, and I'm not going to do this, I, you know, with every single um, study that we release, but there is you know something significant um, about this passage that really I think we just need to uh, delve into. So again, ten minutes of truth. Here we go, Ephesians chapter one, verse three. The passage we're looking at, part two. Um, in, uh, and, and again, these are uh, sequential, so if you're just getting this one, you need to go back and, and watch, uh, or not watch, listen to uh, the first part of this, and then uh, even before that, I think it was October the 5th, uh, there was an hour-long study in a uh, recorded live in a teaching session, in a preaching session, and then what we're doing is just uh, taking snapshots and looking at some of the uh, aspects of this uh, kind of more... Uh, specifically, more pointed. So anyway, this is the second uh, uh, 10 minute of truth on this, and we want to look at the second part to this study. Um, reading out of the NIV, and uh, Ephesians 1.3 reads, Blessed be, uh, or praise be, to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, who has blessed us in the heavenly realms with every spiritual blessing in Christ. And this week, we really want to focus in on um, the category language that Paul uses. In fact, if you have your Bibles open, if you're in a car or something, you know, um, you might want to go back and look at this, although I, I think you can catch on as I describe it. But if you have your Bibles open, um, you need to see this. There's, Paul is really into category language and specifically the category of the son, Okay, the category of Jesus. Everything is always in Jesus for Paul. And so that's what we're going to explain. And it's super significant because salvation is only in Jesus. Redemption. In fact, if you're looking at your Bible from verse 3 all the way down through verse 14, you know, this, this first, um, in fact, in my NIV right above verse 3, it says spiritual blessings in Christ. Well, these are only available in Jesus. They're not available in the flesh, your own strength. They're not available in knowledge. They're not available in the religions of the world. They're not available in good motive. They're only available in Jesus. This is the fruit of him in your life. And so what the father, if you remember the first part of this study is that God desires to make, you know, who he is to be who we are. The adjectives that describe him be the adjectives that describe us. That only takes place in Jesus. And the way that it takes place in us is that when we believe into Jesus, he gives us all of that. In other words, we step into this category. We step into this relationship with the Father that's through the Son. Now, that sounds really complicated, but let's let's go after that here over the next 10 minutes. Just want to explain that. The category that 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 uh, this category language that Paul writes with, you can see it in verse 3 that all of this blessing of the Father is in Christ. And then he begins in verse four and he says that we were chosen in him. Verse five, we've been predestined through him. Um, we receive grace, the end of verse six, in him. In verse seven, in him we have redemption. In verse nine, um, 
you know, the whole purpose of the mystery of his will that's been purposed in him. It's been in Jesus. Um, in verse 11, in him, we were chosen. We were, cho- in fact, I skipped verse 10. We were chosen even under, uh, under Christ, under one head. Um, in verse 12, um, hope is in Christ. Verse 13, we were included in Christ. We're marked with a seal in Christ. Uh, verse 13. So he just, everything is in Jesus. And you're like, what's the whole deal? What does that mean? Like, what's this category language? What does, what does it mean, you know, in Christ? What, you know, how is that the role of Jesus? So when we're looking at verse three, you know, God, the father, God, the son, and God, the Holy Spirit. Okay. So the father, Jesus, and the Holy Spirit, they all participate in our redemption. The father, he's the one who wants the adjectives that to describe him, to describe us. He wants us to feel the way he feels, see the way he sees. The way that Jesus participates in our redemption is he came to earth and he became the category. He became the person, only one. There's only one Jesus. He became the person where that was perfected. Uh, Jesus said things like, when you look at the Father, you see me. Let's look at a couple of these together. If you have your Bibles open, you can look over at uh, John chapter 14, where he's in this uh, conversation with his disciples and, and, uh, you know, they're questioning, you know, this category language, like a lot of us do. And Jesus says in verse nine, he says, don't you know me, Philip, even after I've been among you such a long time, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. How can you say, show us the father? Don't you believe that I am in the father and the father's in me? The words I say to you, they're not just my own. Rather, it's the father living in me who is doing his work. Believe me when I say that I'm in the Father and the Father is in me, or at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves. And you say, why would he say that? Why would he say at least believe on the evidence of the miracles themselves? Because he can't do that. Jesus came as a normal human being. The only thing that set him apart from us is he wasn't born in sin. He was born in a perfect relationship with the Father. And he became the category by which the Father did everything. He became the vehicle. If category is a little bit confusing, he became the vehicle by which the Father moved in the world. So he concludes this little little statement here in verse 12 by saying, I tell you the truth, anyone who has faith in me, notice the category language, in me will do what I've been doing. He will do even greater things than these because I'm going to the Father. So the whole idea of Jesus is that Jesus lived this intimate, personal relationship with the Father. And he demonstrated to us, you know, what, what the father's desire was, which was everything that to describe the father would describe the son. And that's what Jesus did. When you looked at Jesus, you saw the father. There's another quick, let me give you, we, we had to hurry on this, but if you go back just uh, uh, one chapter, well, it's a little bit, it's, it's at the end of chapter uh, 12. Listen to what Jesus says when he's, he's talking to the leaders of Israel. He's talking about the words that he speaks in verse 49. He says, I do not speak. This is so good. Listen to this. He says, I do not speak of my own accord, but the father who sent me commanded me what to say and how to say it. I know that his commands lead to eternal life. So whatever I say is just exactly what the father has told me to say. So Jesus, it's so incredible. Jesus was not only just saying what the father told him to say, but how the father told him to say it. That's the depth of intimacy. 
See, that's the, Jesus is the only one who's ever had that. He's the one and only begotten son. So the ministry of Jesus is to take that relationship that the father wants to have with all humanity and to make it possible. So he is literally the avenue by which we can experience relationship with the father. That's the ministry of the son. Another way to say it would be that the father, he speaks to the other two members of the Trinity and says, we have to redeem mankind because I, you know, how I created them was that who I am is to be who they are. How I see, it's how they're supposed to see. How I feel, that's how they're supposed to feel. The adjectives that describe me are to describe them. When the world looks at me, they're supposed to, you know, when the world looks at them, they're supposed to see me. That's, that's, the, uh, that's the dream of the Father. Well, the Son goes, oh, I go to make that, that happen. And the second member of the Trinity left his place in the heavenlies, entered into the womb of of a woman named Mary. You can read all about that in the Gospels. Uh, John talks about it in the first 18 verses of his Gospel, that whole incarnation idea. And he, he enters into the womb of a woman named Mary, takes on flesh, comes out, and literally demonstrates everything the Father just said. The Father came and lived in Jesus and reproduced himself. And when you looked at Jesus, you saw the Father. The ministry of Jesus then is to look at us and say, if you believe in me, I will give you the same relationship with the Father that I have. Now, there's a little bit more of that. We, we, we discussed that a little bit more in the, in the message, but that, that's, the, that's the nutshell of the ministry of Jesus. Jesus takes everything that identifies us and, and pulls it out and takes everything that identifies him and pushes it in us. When we believe in him, you get his relationship with the Father and he gets your brokenness and sin and despair and nails it to a cross. That's the, that's the phenomenal aspect of the ministry of Jesus. Now, Paul, again, in Ephesians chapter 1, verse 3, he's talking about this Trinitarian redemption. There's the ministry of the Father. We looked at that in the first 10 minutes of truth. There's this one. Uh, here in the second, where we're looking at the ministry of Jesus, he's the category. He is the person that God demonstrated it's possible for humanity to be redeemed. And that was in Jesus. Next week, or actually not even next week, in a couple days, uh, you know, we're going to release um, the, the ministry of the Holy Spirit, which is, I don't want to say it's my favorite, but I really like, I really like talking about it. And again, just kind of flushing out what we looked at back in October 5th, um, the blessing, uh, Ephesians 1.3. So I appreciate you uh, uh, tolerating <laughs> tolerating me today and, and let me uh, walk you through what we're doing here. And uh, I'd encourage you to go to jeremiahbullock.com and connect with us there and see where I'm going to be around the country. You can, uh, I'd love to see you in person. Um, you know, as we're going from church to church or conference or college, or, you know, camp, retreat, whatever. And um, we also have a Facebook, Jeremiah Bullock Ministries, and uh, have an Instagram. So we'd love for you to you to participate with us, um, you know, any way we, any, any of our avenues of ministry that we have. So. For more information about Jeremiah Bullock Ministries, visit jeremiahbullockministries.com. Again, that's www.jeremiahbullockministries.com. Thank you.